Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Tolkien TV Talk, the podcast where three hyped hobbits keep you informed on everything you need to know about the upcoming Lord of the Rings Amazon series. I'm Tim, and with me today are two very special hosts, one by the name of Bo. Or Bilbo. Oh, my God. It's, it's just Bo. It's, it's just, just Bo. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be Bilbo forever. Not Bilbo. Bilbo. I, I, have, I have considered if, if we are, uh, are so fortunate down the road to have a son, then uh, possibly naming him William Bo for the sole purpose of him actually being named Bilbo. Oh, you are going to be simultaneously the worst and best father <laughs> ever. Um, and following up with that magic, we also have Andrew. How are you today, Andrew? I'm doing very well. Happy to be talking with you guys again. Oh, my goodness. I'm happy to be talking with you guys, too. How have you been since our last episode? Bo, tell me how you've been. Man, it's been some time. We're, we're finally here in 2018. We took a, uh, a, if you can call it a hiatus, last month with uh, with the ridiculousness that was the holidays. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned before the uh, uh, before we hit record that I've been in like Star Wars mode lately after seeing The Last Jedi and racking my brain for various Star Wars-esque themes. But man, I'm ready to bring it down to Earth, down to Middle, Middle Earth, Earth, if you will. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Saw you the were going on. and I met you there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew, how have you been? Uh, very good. It's the same kind of stuff. Uh, you know, holidays, crazy, Star Wars, crazy, um, lots of talking about Star Wars, and more talking about Star Wars, and I'm definitely ready to get back into Middle Earth for a bit. Cool, cool. I also have uh, been in Star Wars mode, but also fun. My a few friends of mine wanted to start a D and D game, and I've played. Ooh. I don't really play D and D. It's been kind of off since I was on and off since I was in high school. Never really seriously, but I was like, all right, let's try this. And uh, I have between. Between this show, like pretending to be a hobbit on this show and whatever, I went with a halfling, <laughs> and I'm enjoying myself immensely, enjoying myself immensely there. Um, so it's great to be back with you guys. Um, we're going to kick it right off with the news, mainly being there is no news, really. <laughs> it's been really quiet. <laughs> it's been really quiet, which is also why the December quote-unquote hiatus was okay because there really hasn't <laughs> been anything to talk about in the way of news we do know that amazon is looking to shoot in 2019 for a 2020 release date so we have so much time before this show comes out <laughs> we're barely into 2018 and we're talking 2020 um but this ra- i want to talk to you about this this raises some speculation on my part if they're ready to shoot in 2019 that means they might be further along the process of what they want this show or shows to be about maybe further than the press release really gave us an indication to Mm -hmm. um and so today's main topic really is going to be about what you think the show is going to be about and can we can we accurately guess on the whole first, second, or third age of Middle Earth? Or, or can we guess to see what the what the show is going to be about? So um, we're going to do this in like a writer's room style or a popcorn style. Just 
throw out your ideas. Don't don't wait for me. Would anybody like to go first? Or some raw speculation in the earliest of days, uh, Tim. <laughs> man, I'm digging this. You know, I was thinking actually very recently about the um, the comfort that television have has with derivative work. And I don't mean that in a bad thing, uh, in any kind of bad way, right? It's like, usually derivative is not a good word, so... Yeah, yeah but yeah. At, at the same time, I mean, there's a reason why you, you constantly see the exact same type of shows, you know, legal and medicine and, and you know, uh, sim- similar premises, similar settings, that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. such and such meets such and such, even if you think about what this show really is, and that is, you know, to some extent, a response to and, and a... a prop up of a series that is going to replace the vacuum that is left by game of thrones game of thrones is in itself a derivative work right like it is lord of the rings meets hbo and so you know i, I get that it's the books and la, 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 la but that was kind of derivative from the uh, the talking books as well so from that standpoint you know i was thinking about if, if we're looking at a lord of the rings style show if we're looking at a a show that takes place in middle earth i feel like it has to be something meets something but set in middle earth you know what i mean like it can't just be or, or i hope that it's not just like oh there's this one magical thing that we all have to go and create a you know quest around i.e. kind of the way the hobbits were almost like or, or the hobbit trilogy was almost kind of built to be more of a Lord of the Rings follow-up as opposed to a true Hobbit trilogy in its own standalone way. Like, I think that there could be a way to kind of explore some differences beyond just the traditional themes that the movies have been. That's a that's a really interesting point. Uh, there's a lot of points mm-hmm. that you made there. One, because you're talking about Tolkien as, or Tolkien, I'm so sorry. Um, you're talking about Tolkien as the father of modern fantasy right before before him there was you know you had myths and folklore and romance from the uh romance from the middle ages um this is this is what people were working with you're talking beowulf and king arthur and odin and zeus and you know all, all these different kind of makeups and it's not till tolkien comes along with the hobbit that he basically creates the modern fantasy uh in 1937 and then from there, it's really not until Game of Thrones, until A Song of Ice and Fire, that you get the postmodern fantasy, the morally gray fantasy world. Or because the, the popularity of postmodern fantasy. That's sure. a, yeah, that, that's a good point. Well, I mean, Tolkien's work, if you're, if you're talking just The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, you're not talking any morally gray space, really. There's some characters that you could argue, say, like Boromir maybe exists in a morally gray space, but that's a really tenuous line of gray. He really doesn't exist in that space. Um, It's the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad. Um, And it's not until, until A Song of Ice and Fire where you're getting nobody is morally good and nobody is just morally bad everyone is ethically gray um it's a dark gray but it's certainly gray it flips Um, it on its head i mean like you know if you look at even what uh you know uh, like like warcraft and and kind of what blizzard has been able to do with mm -hmm. you know world of warcraft and and their narrative of okay it's orcs but what if the orcs were heroes you know what i mean like it's it's Mm -hmm. that switching around you know you mentioned the uh, Song of Ice and Fire, of course, you know, the, the character of Jamie Lannister is the, you know, archetypical white knight. But what if he was evil? 
You know, like that that complete flip flip side. Right, but well, he's the, not. But he's also not really evil, and that's like kind oh, of exactly. A, yeah, point. Uh, Andrew, what were you going to say? I was just going to say just that. Like you know, it, it even takes that and turns it on its head too, where it's you know, as soon as we get our first you know chapters from his perspective, or it, you know, gets further in the show, depending on what you're um, enjoying, um, you get to see his personal perspective on his life and on the things you know oh well everyone's calling him the king slayer because he killed the king even you know the, and that was a dishonorable move it's like well no he was put in a really horrible situation so you know of do i protect the innocent people or do i protect the king and what do i do you know so it makes it him a much more interesting character and his whole redemption arc um makes him one of the most compelling characters i've ever read or you know it's fascinating very true, but but if I'm not mistaken, in in Song of Ice and Fire, and like literally the first book of the series, he was much more portrayed as kind of a true villain, and in more of oh, that, yeah. you know, absolutely again, true. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the second book that we really kind of start exploring the grace. And so, uh, it, again, in kind of the Warcraft stance as well, I think that if you take some of those you know archetypes and flip them on their head. You know, you may not be able to start off with that extreme kind of look into the the gray areas, but I think that you can kind of set things up like that by twisting what the expectations of the audience is. Now, that being said, we may live in a world where that is in and of itself the expectation. Perhaps there's something to be said for actually going back to true archetypes and then using that to explore kind of the depths of grays that exist within those archetypes as opposed to trying to kind of force it a little bit and, and intentionally flip it from the get-go. Well, that's. I'm glad that you said that because I, I wanted to go back to your other point, which basically what you just said is, are we going to look at a show that goes back to the the roots of what modern fantasy really is, or are we going to stay in this postmodern this postmodern world? I think it's a, in some ways, it's a disservice to to Tolkien's work to to try and try and postmodern it you know like to mm-hmm. postmodernize it because that's mm-hmm. that's doing a disservice to the material and if your whole and if your point was to make lord of the rings or make his or the middle earth um saga something that it's not then you could have done that with any fantasy material why did it have to be lord of the rings now, we'll say this. I mean, when it comes down to what has been established within the lore and, and where have we experienced Lord of the Rings from a – or just kind of Middle-earth. I guess we, we keep on saying Lord of the Rings, but I guess what we're really saying is more of kind of the world of Middle-earth. Um, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time around the concept of the rings, right? Like that's been a, a, uh, a central feature, even – in um, uh, you know, even in the introduction of the vast amount of rings that were created beyond the one ring itself, you know, we saw what happened to the kings that of of men that actually had the rings that became the ring wraiths. We saw at least a few of the elven rings uh, out in play, but we never really got a chance to experience the you know what happened with the dwarven rings, at least not in any kind of film on screen setting. Well, so I wonder if there might be something there to play around with. Well, that sort of you, you actually make a, an excellent point. So I'll, full disclosure, right now I'm actually in the, the first third of teaching the hobbit right now um i teach it i teach it every year and this just happens to land where we are right now and the the topic of the 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 dwarves rings actually came up today um and they basically 
everybody everybody's but Thrain's ring was taken by Sauron when he was masquerading as the necromancer. Um, and some of them were taken um and some of them were taken before he even fell um some of them were taken before he even fell the first time. Um, you know, they, he tried to get those ring, the dwarves, he, he was able to get most of those rings back. And I think Thrain's was the only, was the only one that he wasn't able to obtain. And that's partly where Gandalf goes off to, to be like, gotta go see ya. Enjoy Mirkwood. See you later. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Full disclosure. I'm like a dwarf fan. Like, like in, in all of, you know, you mentioned D and D earlier. Anytime I get a chance to play D and D, I always choose a dwarf. Uh, in world of Warcraft, my main is a dwarf. Like I'm, I'm into dwarven lore and kind of the, you know, the crafting of items and, and kind of the, the living in ground and, uh, carving out gems and that sort of thing. I always found that fascinating. That's cool. Everybody's got a, everything's got a, actually, Andrew, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? That's a, that's a difficult thing for me. I think I probably just have the sort of, um, I, I guess I can relate to Sam's sort of fascination with the elves, particularly in Rivendell and Lothlorien, um, where there's just that that sense of age and knowledge and wisdom and grace about them. I find them fascinating. Um, hmm. And just uh, it helped partially by the Peter Jackson films where just aesthetically they were absolutely stunning. You know, just the locations. Um but um, yeah, no, I definitely it's it's hard to pick one because you know there'll be some days where I'm like, you know what, the dwarves are awesome, and then there are some days where I'm like, you know, just Gondor is really cool, or you know, it's it's hard to really just pick one. There's just so it's such it's such a there's so much depth that it's mm. hard to pick. But I at the moment I can say I'm I, I I'm leaning towards the elves. That's funny because I I personally lean towards hobbits. They're my there's my personal favorite because. I hardcore relate to not wanting to leave home and oh, yeah. loving my stuff. <laughs> so I I relate to Bilbo on a, like a really really close level, probably more than I even should. Um, but but you are also a took. Yes. Well, okay. So actually, so I'm glad that you said that because I want to start getting into the idea of show pitches <laughs> and this this came to me in the middle of this conversation right now it's fresh off the bat so um one your gandalf impression is pretty damn good um, yeah, awesome. thank you thank you thank you very much yeah two um when when gandalf is basically trying to convince bilbo to go on this adventure and he's like but you're also a took you know and you know and you know the game of golf invented at the same time and blah 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 all of this all of this <laughs> Stuff your you know great great was you know big enough to ride a horse and Gandalf before he comes to recruit Bilbo as a burglar, the text makes it pretty clear that Gandalf has come to the Shire before to take other hobbits on adventures, and so mm. because because Gandalf's been around yeah. a really long time. So do you think that we're going to get like the adventures of another? hobbit um and in or in at least in some way are we going to get um the adventures of of the tooks you know like this you know the adventurous hobbits that lived you know mm-hmm. that lived um outside of hobbiton and you know like the 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 more adventurous and odd versions of what the hobbits saw themselves to be um i mean it's and that 
would mean that it includes Gandalf, but it also means that whatever the adventure is probably doesn't have a huge lasting impact on Middle Earth. So you're basically free to tell whatever story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, what do you think about that idea? Um, it's one I hadn't really considered. Um, there's definitely room for some interesting things there. Um, and you know how much I love the Hobbits as well. Um, so I would always love to see more of them. Um, I'm the trouble. I don't know, trouble's the wrong word. The difficulty with that would be the sort of complete lack of source material. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, beyond the fragments of stories that we get from either Gandalf or some of the other hobbits. Um, and there's some, if I remember correctly, mentioned in one of the appendices somewhere, I think. Um, but, and I, and this isn't necessarily a problem. I think it, there's room for this kind of expansion of the lore if you want to allow it. Um, it's certainly something that would be interesting to see, um, you know, where some of these previous adventures could have been. Um, this, yeah. 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 Uh, Bo, what do you think? You know, it, it's interesting. I, I think that um, I, I like the idea of like names like Took like coming in, like having a character that is a Took because that way it's connected to some extent with the legacy mm-hmm. of what's come before, but not necessarily you – know, you don't have to rehash it. It doesn't have to feel like, oh, it, it's just another Baggins or something of that nature, mm-hmm. um, even though there is kind of a, a, a similarity there. I really do, though – I hope that it – it, it goes in different directions from what's come before. I, I feel like there's kind of the, the safe play here is to, you know, make it about a hobbit that goes on an adventure that is to go and get some mystical elements or something that is also going to eventually play into something else on a larger scale. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope that it doesn't go in that direction. I would, I would much rather have like, yeah, I, I love the idea of maybe a took being, um, you know, active, but you know, we've we've gotten characters and, and concepts within the lore of the Lord of the Rings and of, of the uh, of Middle Earth that really haven't had a chance to be fleshed out. I mean, like even even you know, uh, Aragorn recruits an entire ghost army that lived in a mountain. <laughs> like like what? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I feel like that was kind of a, a Deus Ex Machina type moment in in the uh, in the narrative. But there's a lot to kind of explore there and into you know what what even happened uh, in the earliest days that you know we, we know about how this this uh, civilization was cursed and and so they were bound to this line of kings and everything else. And, but at the same time, what happened before that? And by the way, oh, so ghosts exist in this universe. There's some things to play around <laughs> with that. Not to mention characters like Bjorn, you know, these kind of skin changing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. war. Worg-esque uh, type of characters that you could do some really amazing stuff. Maybe instead of a Gandalf, maybe Bjorn himself, or perhaps another of these kind of uh, were bear, werewolf, were type of you know druidic people, could be kind of in in that you know old wise uh, guidance type of character to whomever our hero or heroine might be. You know that that's an excellent point, and you don't even necessarily have to make it Bjorn because there are before him there were other skin changers. He's the last of his kind, you know. But um, depending on how far on how far back you really want to go, that's a that's a that's a strong possibility. Um, Somebody asked Ian McKellen pretty recently if if he would return as Gandalf, um, and he was like, if they came, I'd 
probably say yes, um, <laughs> which is very nice of him. But I, I honestly think six films is and a couple of video games is very impressive. And I, I'd hesitate to kind of watch him go. Oh, you're old now. You know, like yeah, well, if the script is there, I mean, look at look at Logan, freaking Oscar nominated Logan. You yeah. know what I mean? And what yeah. Patrick Stewart and and uh, and uh, Hugh Jackman have done with those characters that they've played over and over and That's over. That's true, and but over they were they, but they were playing older versions of themselves. Where chances are you're watching Gandalf go backwards, um, and you know people 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 age. You know he's fair um, points, but there is a I it hmm. you know what I mean he's seventy eight. You know so he it's you know possible. You know, he's not yet 80, but he's almost 80. You know what I mean? <laughs> so no offense to our 80 year old listeners out there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We yeah. believe that y'all would make amazing wizards ever. Every single one of you, every single one. Yeah. Um, here's a here's a here's the thing. Um, they've really been pushing. Amazon's been pushing, calling it the Lord of the Rings, right? Back me up on this, yeah. They haven't been At calling point, it yeah. the Tolkien saga. They haven't been calling it the Middle Earth franchise or anything like that. They're calling it the Lord of the Rings series. So, do you think that perhaps we're going to get a series of the First War of the Ring, even though we know how it e- even though we know how it ends? Um, kind of the War of the Rings, right? You're getting, you know, if the, if you want to do the Lord of the Rings, maybe maybe you tell that story of Sauron's rise to power the first time, um, and then see what and see what happens there, because then you've got brand recognition with Lord of the Rings. You've got characters people recognize in people like Elrond and Galadriel, and you know, understanding like the line, like oh, that person is Aragorn's great great whoever, and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, as a starter series, in a way, you know, like to play it safe, do you not? Do you not introduce brand new characters, brand new concepts, but kind of work off of something people are tangentially familiar with if you're fans <laughs> of the series? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. sort of where I was kind of almost hoping that it would go to in terms of either um, just heading into the, you know, Silmarillion type direction or in that you know further that way than staying too close to the lord of the rings um just because it gives you more i think more room and in terms of um connecting it there's still plenty of room to do that with characters like elrond or galadriel um and there's definitely enough references that can be made um as you said to you know these well this these people are the ancestors of the characters that we know um but then you also have new characters to introduce and that is a good thing you should have you know we, we want people to see some of the other characters but um in terms of the very very likely idea that they want to sort of connect this in a way to the popularity of the hbo game of thrones series you've got things during that time like the war of the ring the first one which would be you know incredibly powerful to watch if they did it right um and um selfishly as a former music teacher and someone who really loves the Silmarillion, uh, I think that a cool opening sequence could be like, I don't know, the music of the Einar. Like you get the creation sort of happening and then like, and then here we are now. I don't know. I just want, I want to see these things. There's, it, it, it was described so 
cinematically almost in a lot of the cases that it's just mm. like I I want to see this. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Uh, the idea that maybe the the story could really surround Isildur. You know, yes. and, and be kind of his journey through the, the wars of the ring. Um, I mean, I, I do think if you're going to go that route, you, you do have to kind of like expand it, right? Like the war of the ring or the battles of the ring or, or something of that nature. Because we got that one insanely epic sequence in the introduction to Fellowship of the Ring where, you know, we see Isildur. We see him cut off uh, uh, Sauron's hand and... And everything else. And, and I remember even just like the line of orcs as they're charging the elves. The elves do that big sweeping, you know, it's like was, they're doing the wave with yeah, their swords. And about, I was just thinking about that, like the scimitars kind really of thing. Was. It was really cool. <laughs> it was epic, man. And so, yeah, so I think something like that. The question is, like, if they do that, would that be the beginning of the series or the end of the series? Or perhaps that's the middle. Maybe they build to that moment for Isildur's great triumph followed by his great failure. And then you know, the following uh, seasons could be about, you know, the, the tracking decline. the ring. Well, the ring disappears, but you could then technically go into the decline of men, you know, in the line of Gondor and what happens yeah. to what happens well, to that kingdom afterwards, because that's really, if you're talking about the films, that's really untouched territory. And if you are building off of this post game of Thrones political fantasy world that's kind of that's kind of really great material to to build from okay okay but all right so game of thrones you know with with kind of uh you know song of ice and fire you know it was referenced earlier but but a lot of the ways that book is told is all point of view like we're given a bunch of point of view characters in which we see things what if the ring itself was kind of our point of view type of character? What if like, you know, it goes like we follow Isildur because he's the one that is holding the ring. But after he loses it, you know, eventually it's going to go to Smeagol. But that's many years uh, ahead. So perhaps there are stories to be told of uh, maybe maybe a, hob a, a maybe a, a dwarf picking up the ring at some point. And so we're seeing the decline of the world. But that dwarf ends up being our our hero or our primary uh, person that we followed for that season as that character gets kind of corrupted and everything and eventually loses it to the next to the next to the next. I don't disagree with that being an interesting story, but I think the concept of the idea that the ring being lost to time in myth and legend, so like it works two ways. One, if it's truly lost, that means nobody's seen it until until Smeagol finds it. But at the same time, because it's lost, that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's not in somebody's pocket. Um and that's so it it could go either way. So I from a from a storytelling standpoint from like a you know almost like a hook like the idea of the ring being the thing that is interesting uh to to the ring being the character you follow that's that's a pretty nifty idea there was an episode of batman the animated series from the 90s that never got made it, it didn't make it past the uh, censors but it wanted to the episode was supposed to follow the gun that kills thomas and martha wayne um, oh yeah, and then it like so the gun goes from Joe Chill and it follows this gangster, this gangster, this gangster, this, and like all the all the people that it's hurt and hurt all the way until Batman arrives on the scene and basically gets a hold of the gun and the cycle of violence stops um, because of that. All the people that have been hurt because of that one thing. So what you're talking about is something similar to that. That idea, like everything that the ring hurts and corrupts and makes evil. Um, 
the the downside to that pretty much you're talking pretty much every season is going to be a downer because your main character is <laughs> generally speaking always going to end up not doing great well, well I mean like you know we, we could still see that right like the idea yeah. even if even if it's just on a seal door if he's got the ring you know, like even even the very like, let's say that he loses it. Let's say episode two and he throws it in the lake or whatever. I mean, I can't remember the exact flashback that we saw he, from Lord he of the gets, Rings. He gets, he gets shot. killed by orcs. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> but one way or the other. So, but so that from that standpoint, he's got the ring on him. It's not like he's going to be happy go lucky making positive decisions that are just going to benefit the entire world and everything's all <laughs> wonderful. Even if that was the case, even if say he was using this immensely evil power for good, or I mean you could argue that the power itself is the power and the people themselves are the ones corrupting it, but one way or the other, if he is still making good happy decisions, the very fact that he maintained that ring was to the detriment and the disagreement of all of these other factions that had band together for the one purpose of throwing that small little piece of gold into that big fire. He's the one dude that was supposed to do it. He didn't do it. So I'm saying (laughs) it could be a lot of political intrigue and a lot of downers going throughout the series, regardless of, of, you know, who is in possession of the ring. That, that, idea has me very excited to watch that show um i don't know if that's obviously none of us know if that's what we're going to get but i think that's a solid that's a solid introduction to that's a solid introduction to that world for new viewers and for returners to the series all right so so i've got got an idea that i want to pitch to you guys as we kind of contemplate uh, the the next couple of episodes of talk, Tolkien TV talk and the concept of even us pitching ideas. What if we each, the three of us, took an era like past, quote unquote, present or future, and we all pitched show ideas from that era? Uh, I think that's a. Gr- I think that. So, are you talking like first, second, third age? Everybody gets an age, or are you talking what? somebody gets past, somebody gets present, like Hobbit? Between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and somebody gets after Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, uh, do you want to do? Do you want to do a trusty rock paper scissors to see who <laughs> gets what? I'll, I'll do anything. Uh, okay. Then if you do anything, Andrew, do you have a particular? Do you have a particular feeling? Um, I normally wouldn't, but I've been talking about the, you know, early. Silmarillion type stuff for a while, so I guess I could take that kind of stuff. Okay, so you Silmarillion get era. Okay, <laughs> so you get you get the past, Bo. I'm going to give you the future because I you're I oh, I love your ideas, and I'm curious to challenge. <laughs> I I'm curious to challenge you because what you just told us with Isildur and stuff like that. That's kind of the present. It's a little bit of the past, but it's it's kind of the present because it involves the ring. Um. And so if you're, if you're talking the inception of the ring to its demise, we'll count that as the present. Um, then, then um, you know, the Lord of the Rings present anyway, then I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the future since you don't All care. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I'm just open to anything. My main thing is that, you know, I have a feeling that if we all took the same era, we might come up with a lot of the exact same thing. So this will be, be interesting to see what we all come up with. I, I agree. And I'll take I'll take the present, which I arguably might be the duller the most dull of the three um because it, you're working with characters and situations that maybe we're used to but i think i can i can come up with something that people might be interested in 
so this, so I love it. That that'll be our next. Uh, that is our next assignment. Now, Bo, the way that you imagine that, do you want us to all come back in the next episode with our ideas, or do you want to do one episode per um, timeline? Let's do it per. So next episode, past, and they have the following present and the last one future, yeah, which gives it. me the extra time since I've got the extra hard <laughs> era. You do have. That is extra hard. So past, present, future. Andrew, you are up for a show pitch in about a month's time. Do you think you can handle it? Oh, absolutely. I've been waiting for this more time than I even knew. Fan. Oh, man. And we should definitely pitch it up to the listeners as well. If you've got ideas for a past, a, a, a version of the show, some stories that could exist in uh, the past, uh, uh, long distant past of the uh, Middle Earth, we would love to hear those and, and perhaps read some of those on next episode. Yeah, that would be excellent. So, Bo, if the people were going to send you ideas or us ideas or the show ideas, where might they do that? Uh, well, let's see. I was actually about to, to make a joke since I didn't have the uh, the email address pulled up right in front of me. But I can tell you that if you're able to fit those concepts in under 140 characters, then at Tolkien TV Talk would be the place to do it on uh, Twitter. But you can, of course, uh, email the show, right? We've got an email address. You know, to be honest, I didn't make one. I don't think I did. <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, I didn't do it. <laughs> Because uh, I have enough emails. To ch- if you saw the amount of emails that I have in my Google account, like my Google account to check, I can't make one more email. <laughs> I'll go insane. Um, but I can't. I, I certainly can make that. And we will post that out on Twitter for people to find in the future. How's that? Um, that works. Sounds good for me. We could also say that people, if the, if it's too big for, well, is it 140 or is it 280 now? Let's well, for some people, it's 280, but for some of us normies, it's still 140. Oh, okay. So let's say it's 140. If it's bigger than that, you want to say DMs because a DM, you can write more. Oh, yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, we do have a fancy option. Um, one of our listeners who uh, I know from a different server on Discord has made us a Discord channel. Um, so uh, I've forwarded the invite link along to you guys um and if any of you listeners want to join us there um i'm there frequently so um that would be a great place for discussion on this sort of thing as well oh sounds like i'm about to learn how to use discord Ooh, please do i've been they've been bugging me to get at least one of you guys in there so <laughs> all right this will be exciting I've, i was supposed to join discord for a previous show that i was on called uh, the pokemon go podcast and uh, I never could figure it out then, but hey, this is the one podcast to rule them all. I'll figure it out for this one. Oh, we'll get you there. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm probably not going to figure it out, just FYI. So um, <laughs> that's okay. Typical Hobbit. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? It's, it is it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's fair. You know, what <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So um, I'd say Bo... Do you have any other business you'd like to do, or do you want to take us out? Where can the people find you? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at the real Bo York on Twitter. Um, you know, while we're mentioning uh, other podcasts as well, since I've snuck in a, a, a sneak attack uh, promotion for another show, let me go ahead and just uh, blatantly do that for others. Uh, for example, others in the TV talk genre like Flash TV Talk, for those of you who are fans of the CW's 
fastest hero alive. Uh, check us out, flashtvtalk.com. Also, if you are into the, uh, the, the pipes and pipe tobacco world that, uh, that is prevalent throughout Middle Earth, you might also enjoy Country Squire Radio, a podcast about pipes and pipe tobacco that I am on as well. And uh, yeah, but all of those can be found at Pottery Studios, along with a myriad of other podcasts that I'm involved with. So yeah, check that out, pottery.com. Excellent. And Andrew, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Schmandrew, and I'll be in the Discord server. Um, my ID is Phoenix Risen, so you'll see me there. Excellent, excellent. And you can find me on Twitter at TimothyPG13. You can also head over to TolkienTVTalk at gmail.com to send me an email. Oh, yeah, that's right. I made it while you were talking. Um <laughs> <laughs> So we're so professional here. Um, oh, yeah. So you can find me at TolkienTVTalk at gmail.com. As you can find Bo and Andrew, you can also find me at TimothyPG13 on Twitter. And you can head over to ThoughtBubbleAudio.com to check out all of the ThoughtBubble Audio shows, including but not limited to Academy Rewind, Beer with Geeks, Supergirl TV Talk, Hate Watch with Us, and Starkville's House of El Krypton. We have so much. We have so much going on. Feel free to check us out over there. And so until next time, it's goodbye from Bo. And goodbye from Andrew. And goodbye from Tim. Very. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Fly, you fools. <laughs> <laughs>